Hello, hello everybody. It's a fantastic, marvellous Monday. And we have the Moments of Maxine show here once again. And we have the fantastic guest speaker coming on today. He is called Luke Walsh. Hi. Hey, Hello. welcome. Thank, thanks for having me on, Maxine. It's been long overdue. Very long overdue, very long overdue. And I was really, really impressed by a recent YouTube video that you had put out. A documentary, <laughs> yeah. Yes, documentary. Was... Share about, share, tell the audience what this is about. So Autism and I was a documentary that was made about me for a te television production um, spinal project for university. Um, and it was quite a really humbling documentary, um, certainly at the premiere, even though they followed me around for two or three weeks. To hear them talk about me and to talk about my life, it, 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 it got me. I don't know about you, Maxine, but it got me in, in certain times. But it was such a, a an, an honour and a, a true privilege to have it. And... Um, yeah, it, it turned out all right. Yeah, it really, really did. And I think you should share the link mm. um, about what it, what it, so people could actually see what it's about. What, so you, you talked about that they followed you for two to three weeks. Yeah. When they followed you to two to three weeks, did you find that at times quite difficult? Because I, I found it difficult in the sense that. I was doing my own radio documentary at the same time about autism and about professional wrestling. Um, but I, I've been, I suppose, doing broadcast journalism as a degree, I've been surrounded by cameras 24 mm -hmm. seven. Like it, it didn't bother me at all. I suppose for other people, it would be an issue, but it, it's, it's always the case with like fly on the wall TV. You always see them not bothered whatsoever by the cameras. So you almost forget that they're there at times. Yeah. 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 So, speaking of autism, mm -hmm. when was it that you got diagnosed being on the autistic spectrum? So, I was diagnosed about three, four years old. So, I was, uh, I suppose, an, an early diagnosis. And mm -hmm. I, I remember going through uh, infant school and, and primary school with a lot of support and a lot of difficulty. I mean, as I heard my stories, you know, that I, you know, I couldn't learn to talk. I couldn't learn to walk until I was late, later on. And when you look back at that now, into where I've gone, you think, "Oh gosh, was, was that was that really me?" And yes. it was, it, you know, it, it wasn't easy. It was not easy because you know, being autistic and being different is to to, to those who aren't aware and aren't initiated, I guess, to the whole idea of autism. It you, you just stand out as being different, and you become almost baits for for bullying and you become uh, a target and it's difficult it's not the easiest thing in the world to have um for some people i'm just blessed to have be on the high functioning end of the spectrum mm -hmm. and so for me to be, be diagnosed and to have my autism and to understand it and understand what makes me tick is something that's you know i, I take quite heavily because it's taken me a long time a long process to really get my head around it and really understand what it is and to accept for who I am. Mm, 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 mm. I mean, you, you talked about bullying and mm. people noticing that you're different. I mean, mm. how does that have an impact on you? Oh, it was terrible. Um, mm. I, the, the days and weeks and months of fear and scared, you know, utter terror that i'd have going home not you know, not wanting to go to school not wanting to 
be myself was 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 horrific because I'd have these people following me around, calling me names, calling me stupid, calling me every name under the sun, and you think, what 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 can I do with this? And especially at the time, even in in high school, where anyone is going through a, you know a transition in in their life, they're going through adolescence, they're going becoming a teenager. That's that's a difficult thing to do, and so for me to overcome it and really get over it was it, it took a long time but I'm so blessed and so glad that I finally did and I finally saw the light and I shone through and I thought you know what I'm gonna be proud of who I am and I think a lot of today's society with like the LGBT community with a lot of different communities people are realizing it's okay to be proud of who you are it's okay to express yourself it's okay to be who you want to be but it's also okay to not be okay and yeah. to you know, say, you know what, I need help, I need support here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I totally hear you on that. I mean, being on the autistic spectrum, though, do you find it hard to communicate what it is that you want or your feelings? You talked about that there was a period of time where you can, it took you longer to be able to actually talk mm. and so what issues potentially do you have with communication um well for those who know me um i'm so, certainly yeah i'm i'm well spoken now um but, but even today though, there, there's been times where i do struggle to get what i want to say across i do struggle in social situations to get my message across get what i want to say across to the other person and you know it, it's it's always been a reminder that it's still there. I mean, no, no matter like how successful and how much I achieve in my life, and don't get me wrong, I've I've done a lot of that. I still face these things that almost are a gentle reminder that I'm still different, and, and it's still going to take some time, you know, maybe for some people to to really get the message across. And that, you know, what? that's fine. If people, if I if I've got to work on that area, I've got to work on it. But mm-hmm. that's something I'd rather accept than. I guess on, on the other end of the spectrum would be to be bullied for being different and, and really struggling on that sense. But do you think that people could alter the way that they communicate? Um, to meet you? Because sometimes people are not maybe necessarily understanding and then expect the person that's got a disability mm. yeah, to make changes when actually, you know, the disability model talks mm. about society making changes for people with a disability mm. what i'm saying yeah that's the debate that's going on it's whether to should should we adapt or should we accept and i think it's always helpful to have an education about it and to be aware of it all and uh, you know a lot of areas in society are being educated i mean for example um a lot of police forces are having autism awareness and are being trained as autism specialists and i think for, for the public sector to be aware that you know workers employees are you know are, are, are autistic is, is a difficult thing to go through because obviously the way that they process and the way that they put themselves across is obviously going to be different to what they expect and then what they want to produce and so it's a it's important that we get that message across is that you know we're not completely different we we just need that extra support here and there but at the same time it doesn't need to be so blatant and so over the top and so overt that our lives mm. need to complain you know change completely yeah, yeah 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 so you you talked a little bit earlier on about 
you being on the high functioning end mm. of the spectrum. So what does that mean in terms of autism? Like how, what is that? I think in, in terms of high functioning, I suppose in a way it's, it affects me in the least possible ways. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, one of my biggest blessings in life is to be so high functioning. There have been, there are those with autism who really struggle to communicate and really struggle to, um, to, to, to function on a day-to-day basis without support and without care. And that's, you know, that, that is so humbling to think that I do not need those sort of things and those sort of assists because I'm able to talk for myself. I'm able to think for myself. I'm able to, you know, I'm able to drive myself like forward. Whereas those who are on the severe end of the spectrum aren't able to do that. And that's a, that's a difficult thing to, to, to get your head around, but it, it is what it is. And I think to have high functioning autism is, it's still autism. Don't get me wrong. It's not as though, you know, it's like when people say, you know, with OCD, for example, some people can be, oh yeah, have OCD and not have it and vice versa, but, we still have it and Mm. it still affects us and it's still important Mm. that we recognize that. Mm. So what sort of things actually impact you and have they changed over the years, like in terms of your autism or is it the same things, but you've learned how to deal with it better? Um, I think it changes as you change really. Um, Certainly for example, with my relationship with my fiance, uh, the way I communicate with her and the way I've learned to, um, interact with her and, and learn from her has, has changed certainly when I was at school with my um, academic success I've learned to you know focus on the, the areas that I'm not as good at and focus to you know thrive in the areas that I am good at and I suppose it, it's a, it's about learning to adapt and to be aware I mean even now I'll give you an example I've, I go into a new location or go into a new building it's it's the case of okay where am I well, you know, where are these places and, and so on and so it's about gathering that information to say you know what if I do come in next time I know what I'm doing I know that I'm I know where I am if that makes sense mm-hmm. so you talked about that you had to make adaptations to your relationship mm. I mean how how do you manage your relationship and, and what potential difficulties are there within the relationship because um there, there are issues um certainly with communication there's been set so many times where she'd want to talk to me and she'd want to find out how I am and all I want to do is you know <laughs> either you know go to bed or play xbox or do something else and I'm you know she yeah you know, she she puts up with it I mean I, I I don't know who else would but it's one of those small things that means a lot in a relationship about communication and talking to one another and expressing how how, how each other feel and it's taken a. I mean, I, I told her within three weeks of of dating her, and the the, the most amazing thing that when she told me that she understood and she you know she'd love me for who I am. That I'll, I'll never forget that moment in our relationship because to have that sort of reassurance and have that level of comfort, it it made a huge difference in our relationship. It really did. And is she open with you when she feels like there's maybe something that she doesn't understand? Oh yeah, or... oh yeah, absolutely. She's she's de- for people who know her. She's definitely open, 
<laughs> she definitely doesn't hide anything away. And that's what I love about her. I mean, you see so many relationships, especially you take Love Island, for example. You see so many relationships where you look at the dynamics, you look at how one partner affects the other and, and vice versa. And you look at that and you think, you know, why are they hiding this away? Why aren't they more open? And, sort of, and transparency is so important these days because we, you can, you, one could argue with, with, in the social media age that no one can hide anything mm. away. Um, no matter how hard they try, because it will be on, on some some platform here, there, and everywhere. But at the end of the day, when you love somebody, you should be able to just be open and transparent, no matter what. It should be an open relationship from the get go. And mm. you know, if you truly love each other, that's that's just fundamental, right? It, it's not just an autistic thing. That should just be a basic expectation: mm. is that you you be open with one another about how each other feel. And and you work, you you work with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, in in that sense, you know, as you said, it's about putting your cards on the table yeah. right from the get go. Look, and it seems like you was honest with her mm. at the beginning to say, look, you know, um, you know, I have autism, and you know, this is potentially may have an impact in our relationship but I just mm. want to be open with you and I suppose she respected you so much more for that because you yeah. were able to share that with her quite quickly mm. into the relationship yeah uh, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah oh wow so tell us a little bit about when you got diagnosed mm. was there anything that you know, professionals said to you, um, said to your mum that you would struggle with or maybe that you wouldn't achieve? Um, I mean, I, I was three or four years old, so it was, you know, obviously I'm not going to remember the conversation word for word, but I remember going to a lot of appointments, a lot of um, paediatricians, a lot of autism specialists um, over that, even throughout school. Um but don't get me wrong, I was told a lot of times, especially recently in the last couple of years, where I've been told, you won't be able to do this, you won't be able to graduate, you won't be able to get to university. And it's been those sort of moments when I thought, you know what, I'm going to consider that a challenge. If they're going to really tell me that I'm not capable of doing something, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I suppose within the, the autistic profession, there are people who are told that you know they're not able to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of why I became a motivational speaker. It's about pushing people to their capabilities and saying, you know what, you can do it. You are able to achieve something that others think is beyond impossible. And once you've done it, you'll realise and you'll look back and you think, I've actually done that. Yeah. And they've told me they, they thought I couldn't do it. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the moment of bliss and the moment of, I suppose it's satisfaction and, and content, mm. uh, contentment that you think, yeah, I, I did that. Do you think that that had an impact? Like, do you think that the way that your mother was or raised you, do you think that had an impact or do you think it's just to do with you and your mindset? Or I think it's just, I think it's just my mindset in a lot of ways. I mean, my mum, supported me as much as she could and you know I'll, I'll always love her for it um and you know she she did her best 
she can yeah I, I suppose every mother can only do their best for their children um but for someone to you know deal with somebody with autism who was developing later than than other children it must have been a difficult time for her but she did her best and you know she's done all right in the end and, and so have i um and i think that's the most important thing in life with that we remember that where we've come the journey we've been on but actually where we've come come right now is still an achievement in itself life in, in itself is an achievement so mm-hmm. we should always pat ourselves on the back and be gracious about that yeah no matter what i suppose and that's regardless of whether you are you know you have autism or not mm. that actually you need to look at the the things that you have achieved yeah where you have come because i suppose people everyone has limitations right everyone yeah. has strengths and things that maybe that they can't do as well as other people right yeah that in that sense um it's about actually recognizing the steps that you've taken and the progress that you've made but i suppose as you said your mum's done the best that she could Mm. um and with that raising you and your tenacity Mm. um to do things like be a motivational speaker university and things like that that's actually enabled you to be a success in your own right yeah um so tell us a little bit about university and how that came about for you um university was university was a lifeline um so i'd just come out of a year at a vocational college they told me that i wasn't good enough and they told me that i wouldn't be able to progress onto the course um and before that i'd I'd done a year at a sixth form college doing a levels and when people say that a levels are hard university degrees yes they are because the, the academic um step up is is, is extraordinary utterly extraordinary because you know it's not as easy as people think it is anymore mm-hmm. but anyway I, I did a year doing sociology and i did a year doing creative media production doing a btech and i had enough ucas points for a foundation degree enough for a foundation year to, to a degree mm-hmm. and i thought this is my chance this is my moment to do something I've always wanted to do with in broadcast journalism. Um, and so I applied for the course um, and I started and I enrolled. And I, within the first two days of, of being there, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Um, I've always been, I guess, a news hound, a news fanatic. And I went up to the course leader and I said, look, this is what I want to do. And I showed potential and, and pushing myself and she and she said to me i'll never forget um when i asked her about going up to the first year undergraduate she said prove me wrong and she put me up there oh. and if she hadn't been for that um that opportunity that chance i wouldn't have been I, I, I wouldn't be graduating in a couple of weeks time um and that's extraordinary it's just moments that like that change your life um mm. and it's important that you remember that um, had it not been for my course to give me that opportunity, to give me that that chance to prove myself and to fulfil my destiny, um, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in right now. Certainly not. Yeah. So she saw something in you, your yeah. determination and your zeal, really, to mm. 
become a broadcaster and she gave me that chance which yeah. sometimes I think that's all we need in life yeah. in general is that chance to be able to do something that opportunity to be able to someone who believes in you basically yeah yeah like all right okay we'll give it a go and and then take that chance on you and it really because I just noticed when I said about university you smiled instantly and it's, it's, it's because I got my um, degree confirmed to, uh, this afternoon. That I, I can't, I haven't been stopped. I haven't stopped smiling all afternoon. It's about this. It's all done and dusted, and what I graduate in what two or three weeks' time. It's it's. I pinched myself the fact it's come around, um, and I've finally done it because three years go, three people forget three years just goes. Mm. Um, what I, I I remember starting like it was yesterday, <laughs> and here I am now at the end of the course and and thinking about doing a master's degree. Um, which is insane, but you know, I've I've met so many people on on the journey, including yourself and including so many others. Yeah. And you talk about where people have come from in the last five or ten years to where they are now. And yeah, time flies, but time flies when you're having fun. And in order to do that, it takes a lot of hard work and determination and tenacity to be able to push yourself and. <laughs> it's all paid off well done so what are your results do share with us <laughs> i came out with a two one so um yeah i was <laughs> pleased with that and something that oh, that's, i'm that's, so proud of and so and and to go back to what we were saying earlier for people to tell me i wouldn't be able to do that i wouldn't be able to achieve university it's just one of those it's just, it's, it's one of those moments you think i've done it <laughs> Um, I, I said on my um, on the post that I put up to, to quote the um, Rocky, "Yo, Adrian, I did it." Um, and what I love about Rocky is that sort of underdog story. It's about being, you know, going to somebody and say, "You know what? I did it. I actually did it." Um, and it's, it was just a moment of euphoria for me. Yeah, this is you, you going up um, the the stairs. You're running <laughs> up the stairs, and you get there. You're like, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like this champion winner. Well done. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. We've got a few people saying well done on your degree mm. and and obviously achieving that. So fantastic news. Absolutely amazing. What advice or guidance would you give to someone who's maybe a parent with a, a young child that's been diagnosed with autism? Like, mm. what, what would you say to them? Um, they can't achieve nothing. I I had I was doing a speaking event a couple of weeks ago, um, and this sort of question came up. It's about it's about evaluating the situation. It's about for for example, one of the the lady that came up and spoke to me after the event, she was like, um, I think it was a like 13, 14 year old daughter um, had an interest in sciences, and she was on the spectrum and about what she should do. It's about pursuing your dream, and I think every young person who knows that they're good at something needs to pursue it whether it is in the sciences, whether it is in, you know, performing arts, whether it's in maths or English, pursue it. Because we live in an age where jobs aren't, you know, you, you can't just automatically walk into a job and walk into a, a career. You need to chase it. Um, what, you know, people have commented and people have can say within politics and within social policy, oh, should it be like this, should it not be? So that, that's another argument. But the point is this. We're not going to get to where we want to be unless the effort and determination is there. At the end of the day, when it comes to an employer, it comes to a job interview, they're going to take people who are driven, 
um, and not those who just turn up and expect the job to be handed to them. Um, and we need more people like that. We need more young minds, some young academic, you know, vocational minds to say that's what we want to do. Um, and that's where the success lies. And that's that's completely aside from autism. That's about, and, and this is what I talk a lot about in my, in my motivational speaking, that's about the self-drive and the self-mindset that they say, you know what, I want to do something. I'm going to push myself to the limit to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to where I want to be no matter what. And so it's important that young people understand that these days in an age where, you know, they look at Love Island, they look at social media, and they think, oh, it's, it's, it's as easy as that. It's easy as KSI makes it look. It's as easy as, you know, posting one video and being viral or being Alex from Glastonbury. Um, it's not. It really isn't. And th- th- yes, those moments happen, there, but there are once-in-a-lifetime moments, and they rarely, rarely happen. Um, so it's about hard work and determination will get you to where you want to be. Yeah. There's hard work and determination from 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 that young person, but I think when you initially start out with like obviously when you was younger or when mm. other people that autistic when they're younger, I suppose it's about the parent mm. being able to because you might get some parents that might want to because they've been diagnosed with having autism that they might believe what's told to them by the the experts that mm. they can't achieve those things and mm. um, so i suppose it's about parents also saying well actually i can see something special within my child only only a, only a mother knows their children um is one of the phrases i always grew up only a mother truly knows what's best for their children because obviously they spend the most time with them um with a doctor it's it's moments here moments there but only a true a mother and you know a parent will will know what's right for their children Uh, and so it's for them to take on board what the professionals are saying um and and act upon it where they want to if they're being told that they can't do something even though they're showing the capabilities of doing it then it's up to them to believe whether to believe it or not um and whether to pursue it whether they want to that's that's completely up to them um in my opinion because if they believe everything that the doctor says or everything that i suppose the old cliche what what they read in the papers or what they read online when they do research they're going to get wound up in circles mm-hmm. so they're only them only they know their ch- their, their children better. 100% 100% and so we need support with parents and i mm-hmm. suppose it's to balance the information that when when your child gets diagnosed or well, you could be older as well. Yeah. When getting diagnosed to actually balance out actually, yes, whilst they may have some difficulties, they can actually either one, overcome these difficulties, mm. two, work around these difficulties, and three, actually, they've got other skills in other areas that yeah. can be enhanced and and even utilised in, yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. It's, it's when people... At the end of the day, when people tell you you're good at something to do it, you listen to them. Because they wouldn't be wasting their breath. And certainly with, with teachers and education and lecturers and, and so on, is that when you're being told you're good at something, you can't ignore that. You can... It's... 
it, it's impossible because you know when people are saying this is something you should do and you want to do something else it's because they're saying it because they believe in you and it's that belief and it's that that almost that level of validity that says you know what you can do this and we have faith in you in doing this we can give you the right support and the right avenues to get to where you want to be and i had that a lot certainly at school where they knew i was um I was, I was always talking about the news and talking about um what was happening in current affairs and i had that support in the sense that they knew i'd become a journalist one way or another so they support me in the best way that they could for, for the future yeah and that's good that's really really good that you had a supportive network do you think that's mm. what really counts with like you know, like people with autism, that they have a support network yeah. of people that are going to help support people like yourself to actually drive drive your goals forward, yeah. forward into something that can actually be of value to society. Mm. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's about that network to, to be there at, at times, especially when we were talking about parents earlier on, is that to have that supported network around around you is is, is important to have. Well, we have been like doing this live for a good 30 minutes now. It's been absolutely fantastic. But before we leave, mm -hmm. is there anything that you would like to share with the audience that they could be more aware about autism? Um, I don't know, in a way, because at the end of the day, it's this. We're learning so much about society in 2019 with, um, you know, it was Pride the other, the other weekend with the LGBT and, you know, we have Black History Month and we have Autism Awareness and there's so many different things that people are learning about. It's about having a, a level of education so that when you're faced with, with somebody who has autism or somebody who's different, you, you know what to do and you, you don't feel awkward, you don't feel left out, you don't feel like that, you, you know, you feel uncomfortable and I feel like a lot of people can feel like that when you're dealing with somebody with autism because they don't know how to approach it how to communicate with it and so on I think that needs to be dealt with and recognized and say you know what we're not going to kill you we're not evil people we just need that support um and it, it works both ways we will show you respect and we'll we'll communicate with you if you show that in return um and I, and I think we are getting there with, with public sector I think the right su support and training is being put in place for that to happen and for that to be prevented in the future. So, so how do you think, what three things do you think people should know about being autistic? Um, number one, everyone is different. Everyone is different. We're not the same, you know, it, it, not one attribute applies to the same person. It can, it can differ. It can vary. That's important to note. Number two, um, it can be anyone. Um, certainly, with um, I was doing a lot of research recently about older diagnosis, um, which is happening. I mean, you forget that autism isn't, isn't like cancer in the sense that it can just be easily diagnosed. People can be living with autism and not know that, not 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 know it at all. Um, yeah. And it's you know it's only been recognised within the last fifty, sixty years or so, and so. That needs to be important. And, and, and finally, it's okay to be autistic. <laughs> it's okay to be different. It's okay to think different. Because at the end of the day, when people think differently about a situation, but you think within business, within 
entrepreneurship is that if you have a different creative mind to a project that can that can be the difference between you know one idea going one direction and 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 another that can be you know the difference maker between levels of success and so by having a different mind and a different way of thinking about it that that can be a huge advantage to to a project or or to any business Mm those are three really great tips and I think people will hopefully get a bit more of an understanding that actually, you know what, we're all different anyway. Yeah. And, and life would be quite boring. Yeah. Wouldn't it if we was just all the same? Uh, uh, absolutely. Um. So I suppose my end thing was to say to all of you is to keep being unique, keep mm. being yourself and don't allow other people's perception become your reality because you can actually achieve things even if you have a label yeah attached to you at the, at the end of the day and I, I saw a good quote from um Dwayne Johnson the, the rock of course said don't be the next film star don't be the next you know celebrity be the first you and that's important to recognize is that be the be the first of your kind of your way of thinking mm-hmm. and, and almost pass that but but that that baton onwards yeah keep being you everyone mm. it's been absolutely amazing and uh, thank you for everyone who's come and joined on and um, we've put Luke's and um, linking it's more about his life and more about how autism impacts him and you might learn a bit more so that's all about what this show was about today mm. thank you and I will see you all next week. And thank you, Luke, for coming no on the show. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. All right. Take care, everyone. See you later.